السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا أيها المسلمون To the long-time listener and first-time visitor, we welcome you to this episode. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawm al-deen bi-ithnillahi ta'ala I was asked to do a small reminder bi-ithnillah I wanted to mention the hadith in Sahih Muslim لما حضرت أبا طالب الوفاء جاءه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم فوجد عنده أبا جهل وعبد الله ابن أبي أبي أمية ابن المغيرة فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عمي قل لا إله إلا الله كلمة أشهد لك بها عند الله فقال أبو جهل وعبد الله بن أبي أمية يا أبا طالب أترغب عن ملة عبد المطلب فلم يزل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يعرضها عليه ويعيد له تلك, ويعيد له تلك المقالة حتى قال أبو طالب آخر ما كلمهم هو على ملة عبد المطلب وأبى أن يقول لا إله إلا الله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما والله لأستغفرن لك وما لأستغفرن لك ما لم أنهى عنك فأنزل الله عز وجل ما كان للنبي والذين آمنوا أن يستغفر للمشركين ولو كانوا أولي قربا من بعد ما تبين لهم أنهم أصحاب الجحيم وأنزل الله تعالى في أبي طالب فقال, لر... فقال لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء وهو, على وهو أعلم بالمهتدين In this hadith بإذن الله تعالى There's tremendous benefits in it But we're not going to go over everything We're going to بإذن الله تعالى Mention some of the benefits in which Shaykh Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala Mentioned and in the, tra- in the translation of it is when death came to Abu Talib. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam visited him, came to him. And he saw with him Abu Jahl wa Abdullah ibn Abi Umayyah ibn al-Mughira. So the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, O oh, my uncle, say la ilaha illallah. It's a word in which I will be a witness for you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Abu Jahl 
Abdullah ibn Abi Umayya, they said to him, Ya Abu Talib, O Abu Talib, are you going to turn your back on the, the Millah, the religion of Abdul Muttalib? So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he kept repeating it to him. He kept repeating this saying to him until Abu Talib, the last of that which he said was that he is upon the Millah of Abdul Muttalib. And he refused to say La ilaha illallah. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, isn't it, that, isn't it that I will seek forgiveness for you as long as I am not permitted from it? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent down, and it's not for the Messenger or those who believe that they will seek forgiveness for the mushrikeen. Walokanu, even if they are the closest of relatives, after it's become clear, after it's become clear to them that they are the people of from the fire, that they are from the people of the fire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent down regarding Abu Talib to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Indeed, you do not guide the ones you love. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who guides. He is the one who guides who he will, and he is all known of those who are guided. And in this Bidnillahi Ta'ala, as we mentioned, that they are there are many, there are many benefits in this hadith Bidnillahi Ta'ala. And we're just uh, cherry picking from some of the benefits of it. Of course, the benefit of it, as you see. That the Prophet وسلم, he took his time when he heard that his uncle, and his uncle now was, his uncle was one of the uncles who were tremendous in aiding him. He aided him in da'wah, he aided him physically, he aided him monetarily, so forth like that. So from that, uh, we see the tremendous the tremendous meaning of La ilaha illallah. As we know that Islam ma'buda bihaqqin illallah. That there is none truly worthy of being worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I wanted to mention this kalima bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. Because this word in itself, this word in itself, La ilaha illallah, as the Prophet ﷺ as he mentioned before in the hadith, Man qala la ilaha illallah wa kafara bima yu'bad min dunillah haruma maluhu wa damu wa hisabuhu ala Allah. That whoever, whoever says la ilaha illallah and he disbelieves in that which has been worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then his, his wealth becomes haram his blood becomes haram, and hisab, his reckoning is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to say this in the beginning, that firstly this word, la ilaha illallah, 
that there is none truly worthy of being worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the tremendous benefits in it is that uh, a Muslim's blood becomes haram. And the Muslim's wealth becomes haram. So this is somewhat of a reminder to those who uh, believe that the qawaid that the rulings as it relates to the streets supersedes the rulings in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sent down. So now, the Muslim now, he have been indoctrinated into what they, what's called a gang. And now, he has, he begun to take the rulings of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over that which Allah and his messenger says. So now the gang says that he has to injure this other Muslim in the name of the gang. But the Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made that haram. His, his blood is haram. His, his, his wealth is haram. But unfortunately, those who have been indoctrinated into those uh, situations where, uh, unfortunately, they have taken the, the code of the streets over which the code of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messengers as it relates to uh, the Muslim's blood and his wealth. And in that also, and in that, Shaykh Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions regarding that hadith some of the some of the benefits regarding that from that is the what is called the clans of the people of Jahiliyyah and the reason why Abu Talib did not Except La ilaha illallah. He did not accept Islam. As we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna deena inda Allah al-Islam. That really the only religion with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Islam. So it's a haythu qal, Lawla an tu'ayyirani Quraysh. So Abu Talib he said, If it wasn't that, Quraysh now, his qabila, his tribe, if it was not that he would, they would speak bad about him, if it was not that they would speak bad about him, that basically he would, basically that he would accept Al-Islam and with those words would stop the, the dumur, meaning the crying of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. From that also, as Shaykh Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned that Al-Aqibatu Sayyi'ah Lijulasa As-Su And he mentioned that The evil ending for those who have sittings of evil Or evil sittings They have evil surroundings They have evil friends as we can see from this, Shaykh Uthaymin, he said, 
فإن عبد الله ابن أبي أمية وأبا جهل that he sent to Abu Talib أترغبوا عن ملة عبد المطلب are you going to turn your back on the Milla or the way of Abdul Muttalib? From that also, and to extend upon what we were saying regarding the bad sittings, if you have someone that you can sit, con uh, consider a friend, and a friend is now involved in haram or you're involved in the haram vice versa and this friend does not say anything to you this friend does not remind you to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or someone that you look up to and you respect and you would think that this person would not be involved in these activities these evil activities whether it be stealing or whether it be zina, whether it be any of those evil activities which are forbidden in the religion of Islam, that Allah and His Messenger had made a haram, and you guys are not advising each other, know that this is not a true friendship. Because you see from the example of this, that Abu, Ta uh, 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 Abu Talib, he wanted to, accept Islam and he knew that Islam was the truth but because of his evil uh, because of his evil friends and those who he were uh, had allegiance with from his tribe of Quraysh he chose not to accept Islam and he chose not to uh, allow himself give himself a chance to enter into the Jannah because as we know that whoever says, whoever his ending word is La ilaha illallah, dakhal al jannah. And another one wanted to mention, or maybe two or so. The Shaykh mentioned istighfar. He said, Tahrim al istighfar lil mushrikeen. It being forbidden to seek forgiveness for the mushrikeen. So as we know, that it's not permissible for you to seek forgiveness for your disbelieving family or friend or so forth like that. Or the one will say, may Allah guide them. That's the dua that you make for them. The Shaykh says here, لِأَنَّ fi dua." And this was something that was um, confusing to me. And it was not clear to me. So, I remember calling Sheikh Abdullah Najmi, Hafizullah, may Allah, have, uh, may Allah preserve him. And I asked him, how, can, how do we understand Udwan fi dua? And he was explaining to me that this is dua, that this is not allowed, whether it be shar'an or qadran, or qadran. So I was asking him, so what does that mean, qadran? I, I said, I understand shara'an. He said, qadaran is something that is not possible to occur that you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow you to be able to do. And if I remember correctly, he gave me an example like qadaran, something that is not in the natural ability of mankind, for instance. 
He said it's not permissible or it's not allowed for someone now to get up and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow him to fly. To fly like a bird because this is something that is called al-udwan fi dua And shara'an also would be example of someone making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, allow me to commit zina with such and such. Allow me the opportunity to commit zina with such and such. This is something that is not allowed. So this is udwan fi da'wa or fi dua asif. Al-Udwan fi dua meaning asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, uh, to allow you to do something that is not allowed, whether it be something that is impossible or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, does not allow the human being to do, uh, specifically example like flying or something that is forbidden, shar'an, Something that is forbidden shar'an for the example of asking Allah to allow you to rob this man or steal from this man or rob the store or commit zina with this woman or allow you to be able to uh, have money in order to, to drink uh, uh, alcohol or so forth like that. And he said in, in, in this also, and in this regard in the istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave permission to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa not to seek istighfar for his uncle. Rather, he gave permission that he would uh, seek takhfif for his uncle in the hellfire, Abu Talib, that he would receive the least amount of punishment and as we know from the narration, the least amount of punishment in the hellfire uh, is the likes of wearing two shoes uh, of fire and the least amount of punishment from that, uh, those two shoes of fire is that it uh, causes one, one brain to fry or one brain, one's brain to uh, to boil or for lack of better translation, and bi-ithnillahi ta'ala, we'll end with that. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakum Allah khairah.